Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I welcome you. I welcome you to our prayer call this Monday morning. I welcome you along with Elder Claude Lang and Minister Helena Marty. We are the team for this Monday morning, November 2nd, the day before this nation's election. I was just thinking about that. Tomorrow is the day, November 3rd. The election is not only for president, but for other governmental positions of power and authority. And I pray that you will vote if you haven't already. And remember to vote biblical values. It really is not about a man or their platform. Look at what the platform lines up with. Does it line up with the Word of God? So much is being said, and there is so much confusion and delusion mixed with untruth. We as believers, we see evil abounding everywhere. Do you know that witchcraft is rampant? And do you know that the fastest growing religion in America is witchcraft? And the number of witches has increased as millennials have rejected Christianity. Our prayers and our focus should be for the millennials in our country. We can counter all of the manipulation and the deception of the enemy with the word of God. Get in the word of God. Ask him. Ask him, Father, turn. Turn this nation Turn this nation to have a heart for you. Living out repentance, in other words, living a repentant life. And I'm talking about the church, we the believers. Excuse me, we can and will take Jezebel down. Seek the wisdom of God concerning this election. God is faithful to answer. There is a scripture verse in Psalms 32.8 that says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Praise God. So God will help us as we determine who and what to vote for. Luke 18.17 tells us nothing is concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known and brought to light. May God's will be done in this nation and may this nation turn back to God once again so that it can be the beacon of light and of hope. Hallelujah. So let me say good morning to Elder Claude. It's a joy to be with you this morning. How are you? I'm great, Mother Heather. Good morning to you. Good morning to everybody on the line. God bless you. Amen. Yes, God bless you too and everyone on the line. I did not even mention all of you, but especially if you're a guest on our line this morning, if this is the first time, we pray that you will be truly blessed by your time that you spend with us. To every pastor, to their members, All of you, you are so welcome, so welcome. 
And Minister Helena, how are you this morning? I am wonderful. I am really excited to see what God has for us today. What is he going to unwrap? I'm just excited about it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And I feel the excitement from you. So praise God. I pray that everyone is excited today. Excited because, first of all, you woke up to another day. Amen. We always want to honor our Bishop and Pastor Adrian, um, we honor them today, and we pray that the Holy Spirit will guide them as they lead the family of New Destiny Church. Great responsibility is placed upon pastors, so we pray for them and we thank God for them, that the Lord will strengthen them and keep them in all of their ways. So we just thank you, Father, for these moments that we do have together. And we pray that you will touch Elder Claude as he comes with this morning's devotion. May you have your way and may you speak through him to bring us the word of God. God bless you, uh, Elder Claude. It is all yours. Amen, amen. Again, good morning to all the souls and saints that have tuned in this morning. I pray that um, that whatever you're hearing will be from the Lord and that uh, he gives you ears to hear what his spirit is saying. So listen for the Lord in this. So this morning, uh, our assignment, and I say our assignment, not just mine, But our assignment is to develop, to receive, and to practice a new way of thinking. And we're challenged by James 1 and 21. And and that's in the King James Version where it says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness, Meekness, receiving with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So the word has come to save our souls. And our soul, as you know, the soulish realm, that's your mind, your will, your emotions, that's everything. That's, that's so that you can do all things, whatever you do, do everything in the name of Jesus. So, you know, you need to be, your driving needs to be saved. Your banking needs to be saved. Your, your, your speaking and your, 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 the way you handle, you know, issues and people needs to be saved, right? So, but you first have to lay apart. You have to, you have to put that aside. It will fall away if you allow it. Lay aside all filthiness. Well, the the Bible says that the 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 you know the the world and wearing it is is filthy. It's a you know our righteousness is as filthy rags, but the righteousness of God, okay, is like a, a a a a robe that is white and glistening and beautiful. Now, uh, let's let's dissect this. So, 
I was just, you know, nosy and I wanted to, you know, get a better understanding and I I under understood that word superfluity, but I wanted to get a you know, get a little deeper on it. And this is why it's important for you um to to develop a new way of thinking is you've got to study in order to do that, right? Uh, and just because you don't go to college, you still, we can. We're all in God's school. You need to we need to go to God's school. Go to the Holy Spirit, who's prompting you continuously to learn of Me. The Lord says so. Superfluity, superfluity. It's an excessive or unnecessary amount of something. Okay, so it says uh, the filthiness and the excessive and unnecessary naughtiness, okay? So this is, this is a great amount. So basically, this is saying that you're spending a lot of time outside of righteous thinking, okay? A lot of time. Because think about it, filthiness, excessive and unnecessary naughtiness, which is like, you know, Thinking about you know funny little they're funny and this and things you know you know inappropriate jokes or or inappropriate thoughts that you entertain these things are time consuming. Can you imagine how long it takes if you really you know times yourself when you're having a a, a wrong thought and you're entertaining it? Yeah, uh, you keep going and what you're doing is you're you're building a freight train of thoughts and here you go. You're going, and that thing's not going to stop anytime soon, right? You put the brakes on, you're like, oh, whoa, I'm not trying to think that. Whoa, 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 right? Well, um, you, you've got to, you know, deal with these things. You have to understand that these things come to consume your mind and your thinking. So filthiness, okay, and excessive, unnecessary naughtiness, these are all products of thoughts that are produced from a carnal mind and a carnal nature. It's what you continuously entertain. These types of thoughts, right, are the ones that have you so captivated. It's that, that's that freight train, right? So captivated, you can barely see a way out of them, right? Because you're like, man, I can't have a... A, a, a clear thought myself, I keep thinking about this. But if you practice, okay, and build muscle memory in your mind, you'll be able to stand against those things, all right? But you've got to look to the standard, the standard of God's word, where it says that every man and woman, every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust. Well, what's your appetite? The enemy knows your appetite. The enemy knows what you'll, you know, go on the internet and search for for hours. The enemy knows what you'll, what you'll, what thoughts that you'll entertain or what thoughts you'll cast out and rebuke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's very, very slick. We have to understand that the fight that we're fighting right now starts in the mind. Bishop has been teaching us. He's been the word has been 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 firing at us, you know, 
coming at us to, to, to help us understand we are in a war. Um, I, I loved when I heard, you know, months ago with Pastor Powell that came on and he spoke about his experience uh, with the coronavirus, okay, because he had it. And, and he said that one of the things that just really, really got him was it was speaking to him and it was telling give up, give up, give up. And, and this is what happens. This is what happens in our minds when thoughts grip us and get a hold of us. It's, it has an agenda. So, the, you know, I, I beg to think how many people actually died as a result of their thoughts from the coronavirus. I'm just, let's be real about this. Or if they were able to war like Pastor Powell did, put on that praise and worship and, and, and him and his wife, they praised and they worshiped God and got out of it, came out of it. That's a war. So the war that we are battling is in our minds. And fear, along with intimidation, these are the largest weapons of the enemy right now. It's fear and intimidation. People are worried. People are scared. Fear and intimidation are the enemy's uh, biggest weapons. But don't be fooled. Jesus said, Behold, I saw Satan fall like lightning. He is nothing. We have power and dominion and authority over his works. We have that. You have to use it. You have to understand it. You have to get this word. If you become fearful of what you can see, let me ask you this question. If you become fearful of what you can see, how then can you be faithful to what you cannot see? How are you going to be faithful to love? How are you going to be faithful to gentleness? How are you going to be faithful to kindness, meekness, temperance? How are you going to do that? If you're looking at what's, what's just being thrown at your face. Bishop said this yesterday. He said, he said this when he, when he was teaching on, on shifting our focus from the earthly realm to the heavenly realm. I've got to watch my time. He said, as believers, we must think righteously. Think righteously. Have you ever looked up the word righteousness? Google that word. You ever you, do a study on righteousness. There is a laundry list of definitions of that. To me, it's about the biggest definition of all words, as far as I'm concerned, all good words in, in any uh, dictionary. But we've, we have to think righteously. And to think righteously, he said, we must think in alignment with God's word. That's where righteousness comes from. No wonder it's so big in the dictionary. Because it covers everything. And if you were to think like that, can you imagine how powerful you would be? That's your power. 
I dare you, every soul on this call right now, you pick up a dictionary, find a dictionary, get a piece of paper and, and pencil, and I want you to write down every definition of righteousness, and then you look at that. That's what God wants you to be. That's what God has empowered us to be in our minds. It's amazing. So he also said, no, no man after the flesh. We've seen so much flesh. We're seeing it. And guess what? Guess what? It's not going away. It's not going away. It's not going not gonna to go anywhere, and not, not anytime soon. Because the Bible says that evil men will wax worse. They'll get worse. We have to, but we have to think right about our neighbor. We have to not grow weary and well-doing. It's, it's good to think right, even about the wicked. Because we know God did not make them wicked. No. He calls all men up. So we've got to think right about our neighbor while the enemy is constantly trying to inject fear against us and against them falsely. We're not at war against our neighbor. Listen to me. We are not at war against our neighbor. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Okay? We are at war for our souls, for our hearts, for our minds, for our imaginations, I heard him say yesterday. Can you imagine the power of your imagination? Your imagination has power to move you in a right or wrong direction. I'll say that again. Your imagination, if you think about it, it has the power to move you in a right or a wrong direction, depending on what? Depending on the word that you use to build that imagination. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Imaginations can grow larger and larger with time, being put together layer by layer, brick by brick. This is how they can become either a vision, right, my people perish for lack of vision. So it, a good imagination can be a vision for the future, for good, or it could be a fortified position for the enemy to take up residence in your thinking, your conscious thinking and your subconscious thinking. And once he gets in there, it's like a little control room. He's calling the shots. Oh, here you go. Think about that. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Oh, no, don't think about the word. No, 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 no. Let me throw this at you. Let me throw this at you. Make you feel dirty. Make you feel, make you feel foolish. Make you feel dumb. Make you stumble. Make you stutter, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He sets up a fortified position in your mind. This is why the imagination that it exalts itself above or over the word of God, or let me put it this way, discounting the word of God as weak, insufficient, not enough, okay? That 
has to be pulled down layer by layer. We have to receive the engrafted word with meekness. There's it, Meekness is not weakness. It's called temperance. It's called calming yourself down. Stop with the flesh. Okay? It's called it's called getting a hold of your of, of, of these acts. So that you're not out of control or out of control thinking. Okay, my time is, is, is done here. So you gotta pull down those thoughts layer by layer, brick by brick. No, you can't don't set a bomb off because you're the one that built it. You'll hurt yourself. You've got to get after every thought. Take every thought captive, layer by layer, brick by brick, so that when you rebuild, you'll see that place is clear and clean. And now you can rebuild with righteous consciousness, righteous thinking. You've got to be spiritually minded, spiritually minded to gain the confidence that you need in the word. That's what Bishop said yesterday. A spiritual mind is a mind that is aligned with the word of God. A righteous mind, righteous thinking, is a mind that is aligned with the word of God. Let me pray. Father, help us this morning. Help us to think righteously. And to be righteous conscious, Lord, and not thinking of the world and its sin. Not sin consciousness, but righteous consciousness, O Lord. Help us, Lord, now to think far and above the things and the happenings of the earth. That we may look unto Jesus, who is the author the great author and finisher of our faith, Lord. We have nothing in the past that's worth dragging into our future, Lord. So we lay it all aside and we reach forward, Lord God, where you are glorified by our faith in what you have promised. Lord, we stand on and we await your every instruction in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Elder Claude. Wonderful, wonderful word this morning. Um, and, you know, you you said a whole lot, and I pray that each and every one on the line received the word um, today. And in the beginning you said everything about us needs to be saved. Think about that. Everything about you. And, you know, I was thinking about when you mentioned the freight train, you know, when we allow negativity to come into our life, that you're starting the building of a freight train. If you've ever traveled through the Midwest, especially, you'll see freight trains. And those freight trains are long. And there's one engine, as a rule, either pushing or pulling that freight train. But the more that we allow the negativity, sometimes 
another freight train, I mean, another engine is added to that freight train. So be careful. Don't build a freight train in your life. Use the word of God. Come before him. Worship him. Worship him. Hallelujah. Proverbs 21 and 21 says, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Hallelujah. So thank you again for that word. I'm going to ask uh, Minister Helena to come at this moment and share the request uh, of the morning. Minister Helena. Thank you, Mother. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to all intercessors, prayer warriors, pastors, bishops, everyone that goes beyond beyond what we are going through right now, that goes into the throne room. I'm saying good morning to all of you. We have two praise reports and two prayer requests. So we start with praise report. One from Valerie Green said, My husband, Jeff Green, had his surgery last week and all went well. Praise God and thank you so much for your prayers. And then another one from Paul Walker. My cousins, Dennis and Greg, are doing fine from the near fatal car crash earlier last week. Greg is home now from ICU. His body is healing up. No paralysis, no permanent changes to his body. Dennis is out of trauma center as well, and he is doing physical therapy to walk again, which is going well. Thank you, Bishop, Pastor, Elders, brothers and sisters, for your prayers. May all prayer requests be transformed to praise report. And yes, that was what we were expecting. We were not expecting otherwise from that fatal car crash. So we thank God. Father, we thank you so much. For you are near to all who call upon you. Valerie and Paul are saying thank you for turning their morning into dancing because at the center of their challenges, Father God, they found your grace. And so we thank you. They found hope in their hard time. You have clothed them right now with joy, Father God. You have clothed all of us because we prayed and you have increased. Some that were listening to the prayer calls, you have increased their faith level that, yes, when we call unto you, you do answer. And so we are all thankful for being so faithful, continue to heal all their diseases and renew their strength. As you mentioned in Joshua 14, 11, you, you promise youthful strength as they age at the strength of a man able to go to war. Yeah, yeah, they will be strong. They declare this morning to be strong, energized, and refreshed in their body, soul, and in their mind, and in spirit. Thank you. Thank you, God. Now, two prayer requests that came through, one from Felicia Neal, requesting prayers for the aunt's family, her aunt and her immediate family, and an 81-year-old mother-in-law have COVID-19, asking to stand in agreement with the family for their healing and freedom for, for, from fear of anxiety of this virus. And then the... Uh, second prayer request from Walker family, requesting prayer for their mother and her health to be whole and healthy. They did some blood work, D-dimer uh, lab results, and it came positive for blood clots. But the devil is a liar, and his report 
we will believe. Yes, indeed, we will believe God's report. Uh, Father God, we thank you. Uh, you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who promised to bless our bread and water and to take sickness and diseases away from the midst of us. You said in Psalm 91.10, you promised that no evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague will come nigh our dwelling. We believe your word, Father God. You promised to allow none of the evil diseases of our past life of bondage to come upon us. You also said in Jeremiah 30.17, the promise that you said was you promised to restore health to us and heal us of our wounds. This morning, we are collectively standing together with Hans and Walker family, and we are declaring Jeremiah 33.6 upon their life, Father God. The one that you promised, you said you would bring health and cure, and you will cure them. So, Father God, we thank you. We are thanking you in advance because we know you just did one. You just did two, two requests just last week. So we know that you are able, you are capable of doing that. You promised in Psalm 32 that we could cry unto you and you will heal us. We submit coronavirus into your hands, Father God. And we do trust that you will do what you do best. This plague is here, but we are shielding ourselves with the blood. And so even though they are going through that, we come against any residual, anything that will bother their mind in the mighty name of Jesus. They will just pass through it. They will just pass through it in the name of Jesus. We commit the mother walker's blood circulation into your hands. And we said, you clot, you dissolve by now because there's a better blood. A better blood that has never come before. That is still flowing through all of us. And so we replace that blood with this precious blood in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we call unto you. We come to you in faith, standing on your word as we believe in the completed work of Jesus Christ who purchased our redemption from sickness and diseases. We believe in the power of gospel to manifest total healing enhance and walk a family and we do know that these prayer requests will turn into praise reports just as you always do thank you for loving all of us in the mighty name of jesus we have prayed amen 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 god it's exciting to hear those two praise reports we give god all the glory for answering in the way that he does. Praise God. And we believe that these two prayer requests, these prayer requests are going to become praise reports also. We are out of time, but I'm going to go back to Elder Claude to see if he has anything further to say to us this morning. Yes, just a real quick, uh, in Colossians 3, 2 and 3. In the NLT, it says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life right now is hidden with Christ Jesus in God. And when Christ, who is your life, our life, when Christ, who is our life, is revealed to the whole world, 
you will share in all of his glory. We're going to share in all of his glory when it's revealed to the whole world. And you know, glory is another form. It's success in all of God's success. We're going to share in that. So think about the things of heaven and not on the earth. Another verse says, set your affection, which is place your heart and your mind on things above, not on the earth. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, our time is up. Um, Let us close out in prayer. And I do want to thank each and every one of you that were on the line. Don't forget, if you've not voted, to please go and vote. That is a privilege. Many countries do not allow what we have in our nation, but we want to see our nation turn back to God. So go and vote. So let's close out in prayer. Father, you're an awesome God. You're a holy God and a righteous God. All praise goes unto you always, for you have created all things. Your mercy, it endures forever. And we thank you for the abundance of blessings that you have given to us. Lord, give us courage to fight this battle for our nation in your perfect will. Let us speak clearly and with discretion be able to speak truth, to stand for truth, and to recognize who we are fighting against. Let us stand in the gap to pray for your people, your church, your church. And as the enemy comes against us, let us be prepared to do all we know to do. And when we have done all, we will stand. May the enemy's traps be turned against him so he falls into his own traps that he has set. And we're asking you to send the warring angels to fight the battle as we stand, having done all. We declare you are the great I am. And we end with Psalms 118.24. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice. And I will be glad in it. God bless you, dear ones. We look forward to being with you tomorrow morning. Invite others to join us on the call. And know that your God loves you, that he'll never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. God bless. Kathy, open the line, please.